0: I'm so excited for this, Chad. Oh, me too. Have you ever worked in an office? Yes, because you work in an office. Yes. Yes, okay. And when you're walking around and people are busy, do you know if they're busy? Uh, yeah, no. Yes? No, I don't. No. So all these offices now have some sort of maybe either techie headphone where there's a red light, green light. Oh, yeah. If you know somebody's on a call or something like that. or Yeah. Sure. Maybe they've even got a little thing that says do not disturb or their door is closed. Yep. Well, today, we're building an automation to change the color of LED lights on the outside of your door whenever you're busy.
1: Oh! So,
0: this has been a... Constant issue, and not for me because I like getting interrupted and seeing my family anytime they want to see me.
1: Yeah, can I just zoom us out to 10,000 feet here, real quick? Background on Chad you launched the first fully remote accounting firm in Canada, you travel around the world in an RV with your family, but we're designing something for an office environment.
0: No, we're designing something for the RV too. This was something I wanted, so we ah, built it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So I I live in under 350 square feet. We're going on year five, and I love it. It's a cool way of uh, getting close to your family and traveling and seeing the world, and uh, I love it to death. So it's. Uh,
1: but all you've got between you and the herd is. Like a beaded curtain uh, of privacy and they need to know when business is happening.
0: Sure. So my (laughs) wife does see on Google calendar what I'm busy, but say you're in Slack or Teams and you call up a quick Teams meeting or a Zoom meeting, a Hangouts meeting, a phone call. How do they know that you're not on one of those if it's not on your calendar? problem solved today the old digital sock on the door yep we're going to use a combination of tools four of them to be exact and i actually ordered some led lights off of amazon for this one are we gonna do it live dude you're gonna be able to see it watch this alexa turn on plug dramatic effect because i have to get up and actually go get them off the floor one second sure
1: for the listeners at home here nothing's happened chat's taking his headphones out oh there's a thing okay a light changed yep this is really coming through the podcast medium well here. We've got a red light now. It's inside the door, so nobody but Chad can see it, but it is red. All
0: right. Well, I gave away a little bit of it, and you know the format of this is that I'm supposed to surprise you, and you're supposed to surprise me. So I didn't really do what I was supposed to do by talking into Alexa there, but let's start off with some ideas you have. How can we make those lights turn red and green anytime any one of those things happens or your calendar's busy? What are you thinking?
1: Okay, so the almost the easier side of this is the action which is changing the color of the light so i don't know any specific ones because i've never done it myself but i know there's a bunch of like smart home connected sort of lights i don't know if they connect via like the tools we usually use like zapier i think it's usually like an if this then that so if this then that is a like kind of like a Zapier like platform where you chain together events. And I think is kind of the go-to one for home automation, but okay. So you got some way to change the color to either red or green, but then the trigger. So it seems like there's multiple possible triggers. And so maybe these are separate automations. One of those being an event is starting on my calendar. The daily 12 to one lunch break, daddy time when 12 o'clock rolls around and he can't be bothered because you just put the lean cuisine in the microwave and need some privacy, that light's gonna flick to red. That doesn't cover your Slack or Teams spontaneous meeting or huddle sort of thing. Is there a trigger for that though? Like, is there a way to catch anytime one of those starts?
0: Am I warm? How am I doing? You're doing great. So I was in the same position as you. I had never done this. There's a lot of home automation geeks out there, and I see why. As soon as you start... And you break that seal of what can you do with that free Amazon Alexa or Google Home or just something that you get, uh, whether you buy it or get it for free whatever. But I never really hooked them up to anything.
1: I've never done squat for home automation. Like I'm a total dork, but I've never touched the home stuff.
0: Me neither. Full disclosure, got the lights last week, did nothing with them. Work and life got in the way. And then last night comes along like, ah, I'm going to record podcast probably should build this thing and inside of a couple hours maybe went from nothing to this and it's all because it's so well designed wow it's very easy to hook things up cool so that's what i want to talk about today some pros and cons of the setup process cost of how much all this stuff was the tools that we're using and to answer your question very specifically yes there are triggers to new spontaneous meetings that aren't on a calendar. Oh,
1: cool. I'm Jason. I'm Chad. Are you on a call right now? Yo, knowledge work hokey pokey. Today, we play a little red light green light. What if we could automate our home or office to tell your colleagues when you're open for business and when they should leave you the flip alone? I'm in a meeting. Today on Automation Town. You're really pushing the envelope of usefulness in the things that we present here because this is the thing that like I'm immediately thinking I would love to flip on for myself, for team members. Can I take us down a just a quick sidecar
0: here? Would love to.
1: What is your digital for like remote teams? What is your digital equivalent of Leave Me the Hell Alone? Maybe your Slack status could be wired up to the exact same thing that your stoplights wire? Yep. Up. Oh, so that's
0: gosh. where I got into last night, and then I hit a snag. Oh. There was a small snag in Slack where um, you can't clear a status using the tools that I was using very easily. I kept getting errors. Yeah. so then I had to go to the API docs and I followed them, and then it got really dark. and it was like, this is taking more than a half an hour. I can't afford this. this is this is not going to happen. So I just, I stopped the Slack thing, but I was able to get the Slack message to say, I'm on a Zoom call with a little Slack emoji with a Zoom call in it, and that was cool. Oh, nice. Pretty fun.
1: Okay, take us back to the beginning. I got us derailed. How do you do the thing?
0: Okay, let's start off with the tools used. First tool. I tried to find the cheapest Wi-Fi enabled LED lights on Amazon without having to go to Alibaba, and I found them. I'm gonna read off the name of them. And we'll put a link to the show notes too. They're called Govee, G-O-V-E-E, waterproof, because why not? Wi-Fi LED strips, 16 and a half feet, five meters for the rest of the world. And connects to Alexa, Google Assistant, and one or two other things. So I was pretty stoked when I saw that and the price came in at $22.
1: 16 feet? when you said red light green light i thought like a stoplight system
0: i was going for that but then
1: you could like light up
0: your whole door frame with this i am lighting up the whole door frame after this episode this is going to be real life you're actually going to use it yeah i'm sending you a photo afterwards this is going to be good until no wi-fi network or something and I had an old alexa that oh i said it again and it got blue sorry had one of those devices sitting in a closet gathering dust and had never used ever wow so pick that one up don't know how much they are to your point if this then that is the go-to automation tool that i found in my 10 seconds of googling and it turns out i had an account wow for a really long time that i haven't used in over half a decade so dusted that off Good thing 1Password has been around for that long, and the password was still ready to go. On the connection side, we're using IntegraMAT and Make. And for this one, for those of you that don't know, IntegraMAT moved over into Make, and we've got a year in order to, to switch over. So I actually built this one in Make to get a good sense of how that is working.
1: So you're bridging this automation from the if this then that over to... Make or vice versa, like they're both involved in this?
0: That's right. So it all depends on the trigger. So mm. you started with at the end, what do I want it to do? I started the same place because I wanted to find out what tools we needed to use to change those lights. Mm-hmm. So if this, then that has a connection right in to Govi, G O V E E. And if you were to create a brand new one.
1: So this is ifttcom right?
0: IFTTT.com, correct. TTT, triple T. Triple T. So if something happens, then what do you do with it? So you type in go V and you see the things and you've got six options. You could turn it on or off. You could arm or disarm a security system. You can change the modes on your appliances because this is not just a light company. Wow. You can turn on and off the oscillation on your fan
1: did you just say oscillation oscillation
0: sorry it's the canadian in me i'm sorry and then there's two ones that apply to us set light brightness and set light color but if
1: you wanted you could also connect this same thing to your dishwasher by the sound of this
0: let's not get into that That's more googling and more time okay right so <laughs> Yeah, I would suppose. So the options are pretty simple. And I had not used If This Then That in a really long time. And I'll send you, so we know what we're talking about here. Jason, you see an abundance of options, right? (laughs) You've got which device do you want to use and what color do you want it to be. And the colors aren't even that diverse. You've got red, orange, green, blue, yellow, purple, white. That's it eight nine colors that's it Jeez. what you have when you realize what your options are you're like cool i can set a color to red or green and that's everything i want so i had this old plug this wi-fi plug in the cupboard and uh, i thought that i would have to like turn the lights on and off using these wi-fi plugs turns out i don't need it at all everything can be done from these plugged in lights with if this then that so now it brings us to this section of well what's the trigger what do i want to start with oh and of course see Alexa did it again. There is the button on it to mute it. I should probably just press that. Okay, it's pressed. So triggers, you're right. Calendars, that's the easy one. If a calendar event is starting, turn it red. If a calendar event is ending, turn it green. Oh, yeah. If you're going on a Zoom meeting, turn it red. (laughs) Leaving a Zoom meeting or one ends, turn it green. Of course, there's fringe cases where maybe if you want to end a call early, but you still need the free time and it's on the calendar, and there's a conflict, you could play around with like really advanced stuff. But I tried to keep it simple. So what I built out was Zoom, since that's the system that I use the most and Google Calendar. So, very straightforward. If I go to an ad hoc Zoom meeting, it turns the lights and starts off the scenario. Mm. If a calendar event starts or ends, it works with if this and that. So, I was like, how can I connect all these things together? What's the deal? So, the easiest route is to stay in one system. So, while one might be better than the other in your eyes, you always want to stick with simplicity as much as you can. So, I ended up looking in if this then that to see if there was a connection into Google Calendar. And there was. So created what they call applets, hmm. called Zaps and Zapier scenarios in Map. And it says, if any event on Google Calendar starts on my calendar, then set the color of your lights. Very straightforward. Just a one, two step and you're done. Oh, wow. So I didn't have to build anything in Zapier IntegraMap for that one. It just was there. Side note, if this, then that is free. Oh. So you can go $0 forever and it gives you five of these automations and all standard applet speeds. So it might be a minute or two minutes or 15 minutes, um, but they're all standard speeds.
1: Is the speed governed by the app itself?
0: That's right. It's typically okay governed by that, or they just don't give it to you as fast, and that's why they want you to get on the paid plans. Okay. So I was playing around with this and got it working. Those extra 30 seconds were bothering me. So I paid the five bucks to get If This Then That Pro, gives you 20 applets, and it gives you the fastest speeds available. And you can have multi-action applets instead of just the one-two punch.
1: What is the fastest speed?
0: Don't know, but it's within seconds, which we'll show you here. So this is really pretty sweet.
1: Within seconds? You wait and see, Jason Stats. Are you hecking me? You got to pay like 200 bucks a month to get one minute or something like that with Zapier.
0: <laughs> grief. I kind of want to demo this for you just to show you what we're doing. But talk. we'll leave it to the end. There's There's some... Some stuff there. Okay. So now that we've got Google Calendar, and the same happens for when an event ends, you're all set. So then I had to teach myself, like, how do you set up Zoom triggers? So went to make. And once you've connected Zoom into make, one of the first triggers that they offer is to watch a meeting. Essentially, there's a whole bunch of events that happen inside of Zoom that you can create custom alerts for and send them off anywhere you want like to if this than that i'll give you a couple of them meeting created meeting started meeting ended sharing started sharing ended participant waiting for host you know how you get those emails sometimes before someone joins Hmm. participant joined participant left registration for webinars any meeting updates there's 15 individually so what this does in make is that you're creating a custom webhook right just for that one or multiple events and then you can either filter them out or create your own separate scenarios for each one
1: good grief you can trigger stuff off of all of these things
0: yeah so what happens in make you are watching meetings but the terms they use are which types of events do you want to watch so you're actually creating a webhook at that point and then when you press add At the very bottom, it's asking you which ones, and there's just check boxes.
1: Okay, so to be clear, we set this up inside of Zoom.
0: No, so this is in Make. You're setting up your trigger inside of Make to say, anytime I start a meeting or anything like this happens, like someone leaves or whatever, it's all there. So yeah, we're going to say, okay, how can we watch what's happening in Zoom, no matter if you're... From a calendar or you're from slack or you're from the app itself you connect your account start the trigger inside of make as watch meetings and now you're ready to go so this was fun i needed a way now to get this into if this then that because once i can get that into if this then that then the lights can be changed whenever it tells it to change
1: so you gotta bridge what's happening inside of make over to if this then that because iftt is what Will control the light.
0: That's right. So you deal with the cards you're given, right? So the cards were given is if this, then that is lights, make a Zoom because inside of if this, then that, there was not the Zoom option to have a meeting started webhook. Okay.
1: To be fair they're kind of different tools like i don't know that anybody's starting the dishwasher whenever they start a zoom call
0: it actually does have some zoom connections in there but every time i tested it it just wasn't fast enough and i couldn't get it to work so that's why i moved over to make oh if you're moving data from make to anywhere else the easiest way to do that if it doesn't have a native module, which if this and that doesn't exist in make, you have to do what's called an HTTP make a request. So this is where you can put anything into a URL and send it off to somewhere else automatically. So when Zoom starts and you created this make a request thing, what you want it to do is to send to someplace inside of if this and that. Call it a webhook and that's exactly what it is. So I actually set the trigger inside of if this then that to receive a webhook. So if you take the webhook and send the data from make into it, it will then go to the second step of the applet, what they call it, and the lights then change. That makes
1: sense. So the logic of Zoom and all that stuff is being handled inside of make, but the last step in make is to call an external webhook, something that's not in make, and that is then the trigger for if this then that. And it's if this then that that's controlling the light.
0: Correct. So you do the opposite. You create a webhook for when Zoom closes or when a meeting is ended. And then you create another applet and if this then that to turn them to green.
1: So you sent me your if this then that credentials a little bit ago. And what I'm hearing now is there's a webhook address where I can control
0: your office lights. You're going to love this. So. <laughs> I went on to card.co. Oh my gosh.
1: You created a landing page for your office lights.
0: I created a landing page. Oh my gosh. So that you could control my lights during this. This is incredible. Try this out.
1: Okay. There's a picture of a cool looking Jeep. The text says light buttons, and there's a button that says red and a button that says green. Chad, are you telling me if I click this button that says green, your lights are going to turn green? 100%. I clicked the button. It's it's taking me to a very ugly page that says, congratulations, you fired the Zoom meeting and your light just turned blue. It's green. That is cool. Is it green? You can randomly choose
0: it now between red and green during the episode. Okay,
1: so I'm going to have a good time with this for the rest of the episode. The real question is, (laughs) are you going to leave this on when we release the episode? Why not?
0: (laughs) That's funny. I knew you were going to ask that. That's why I... Totally made this.
1: So, listeners, yeah, no, we've committed to this now. So, let me give you the full URL, listeners. <laughs> the full URL is button on off chad interesting dot card c-a-r-r-d dot co
0: (laughs) now i'm gonna leave it up
1: there's a red button and a green button i guess you'll never actually know if that light is changing colors or not but you can mash those buttons all day long (laughs) this is 10 out of 10 effort there's more oh gosh there's more is there another page here for your dishwasher
0: no but there is this so (laughs) we needed to hook this up to alexa because why not the kids exist here And if I need to quickly turn those lights on and I forget the URL for the button website, I need a way to change the lights, right? You go to the show notes if you need it, but yeah. Right. Alexa, turn lights to green. Okay, Chad. Very nice. So hooking it up to Alexa and learning that was, you know, another half an hour, but it was fun. And now the kids are in here turning the lights and setting the moods to sunrise and dance party. And anytime something happens on the calendar with Zoom, those LED lights are gonna be red or green.
1: Very nice. So practically, I'm curious, cause right now it's inside of your office and here purely for your own enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna like mount this sucker above the doorway? Is this just a thing you're doing for a podcast that you'll never actually do? Like, how do you think you'll actually install an LED strip?
0: It's easy. We've already measured it out. So you can cut these every couple inches, which is really neat. So we're gonna cut it. And then, along the side of the door that's closest to the plug, it's going to get taped on. It's kind of a, a, it heats a bit there. and then it'll just go around the door. Wow. So I don't mind actually putting this on and, and trying it out for a little while.
1: So if you cut this thing, All of the segments still work?
0: Yeah, as long as you don't cut it from the power end. You cut it from the other end.
1: That's a good point.
0: Mm -hmm. And it has to be cut in specific places. I actually got the coupon. That's right. So for under 20 bucks, these waterproof Wi Fi LED lights hooked up to Alexa, if this, then that, make and Slack can do a whole bunch of stuff. So think you'll use it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking about like how I could like change the mood in my room whenever I started. Now I'm (laughs) uh, like super thinking about it which usually means I won't do it because I then overthink it. I love the idea of like an actual stoplight that I could put outside of my office too. We absolutely have this same problem. So I like a proper professional have an actual office, not just my home on wheels that I go into every day and I can close the door and it has a tiny little window that people peer into and they don't know if I'm doing a thing or not. And so we have this problem, it's very real and they need some sort of indicator. And we used to have this with headsets when all you ever did was talk on the phone with people. And it, was, it used to be as simple as that. But now, honestly, 80% of my meetings are Zoom calls. And so nobody can tell, am I on camera? Am I just making a silly face for myself? Should they come in, should they not come in? So I absolutely share this problem. I'm thinking about how to actually do it for more people than just me. Would this become like a total disaster then where you're having to manage a bunch of different accounts? To do it for more than one person
0: oh like in an office
1: setting yeah
0: there are wi-fi on-air lights there was a kickstarter where somebody tried to do this and you know they're charging between 30 and 90 dollars to have a wi-fi light and it got me thinking i mean automation's the easiest but like what's the second easiest and you know those like red that was easy buttons or like a, that was easy. a red emergency button on a wi-fi plug or just yeah something that has a power source or something that sits on your desk that you can do it. Like there's lots of options here where people write Python code and code this up. But I promised myself I wouldn't spend more than a couple half hours (laughs) to prep for these things. So I wasn't taking myself down that route. But if you could somehow get a button, then when you're on stuff like this podcast recording software and it's not Zoom, you could still press the button and you don't have to go to a website and do it that way.
1: Yeah, like a physical toggle or something like that.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, with home automation, there's those little like wireless... Battery-powered switches. Maybe just use one of those, and that starts off a sequence of home automation events. Mm-hmm. And one of them's the lights. Mm-hmm. Turns the light
1: red, locks the door, <laughs> puts the music on, puts
0: the music on, <laughs> lowers the shades. Yeah, it's one of those kind of meetings, huh? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Like this opened up a lot of questions around home automation and and what to do. And I'm kind of afraid to go down that route a little bit because that seems like it'll be more than a half an hour to learn and to put stuff together.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Could be a gateway into the home stuff. And then this podcast becomes not how to automate businessy things, but watch two people poorly do home automation for the first time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very poorly. Yeah. Okay. So think about some of those triggers with Zoom and with other things, what, what swirls around in your head when you when you think about all those options?
1: Honestly, my head's kind of spinning at the home automation stuff and how everything is like sensor enabled. So motion sensors. I even saw a sensor that will detect knocks on your door. Yeah. Yeah, you know, your doorbell stuff. And so I guess my brain to date has lived in more of the professional realm of Zapier and, and Tegermatt slash make and how you pull kind of knowledge-worky stuff together and get things to where it needs to be and move data around. But the fact that through a webhook, you can bridge that whole side of my brain to home automation things and Alexa, and I believe Google Assistant works through IFTT as well. iOS Shortcuts, I believe you can get to work through that. I get to thinking about like the silly things I build in Airtable and where those two worlds overlap. You may have turned me into a home automation dork. I may need to explore this some more. If there's anybody that listens to this that is a home automation dork, I would love to hear from you and like what the coolest little things you've put together are. Because this is super clever, but it's practical. And I think where a lot of people got stuck on home automation is it's like, is this making my life easier? Is it that big of a deal that when I walk in the house, three lights turn on? Probably not. Don't think it's making your life that much easier. But I don't know, the whole idea of bridging this stuff between those automation systems means when Zapier says, we have over 3,000 apps that you integrate with, you can now integrate those 3,000 apps with your microwave or whatever other Mm -hmm. home-enabled. Or your oscillating fan. Your oscillating (laughs) fan, your sprinklers, all of these different things.
0: There's a couple cons to this whole situation that uh, just kind of peeved me off. A lot of the setups that you have to do with these lights and Alexa and Wi-Fi plugs, you have to do the account setup on your phone. And then a lot of it is Bluetooth or Wi-Fi based in order to hook that up. And then you have to create an account on your phone in order to do that. Then when you have to connect it to Alexa and it's on your screen, it's like, are your passwords actually going to be that well designed when you're typing them on your phone you're just trying to connect your lights. So I did that and banged a bunch of random keys and copied them across and did the password thing properly, but could see a lot of people not doing that.
1: I remember when I first started going down the home automation path a bit, you ended up with umpteen different accounts on these super broken janky mobile apps for your dimmer and for all of these different types of things. And some of them work better than others. I think it has come away since then. And you talked about you know, Govi, like more of those companies giving you a unified account management process for a bunch of different types of home automation things. I think that makes that better. But I have heard the same from a lot of other people is there's aspects of it that are just fiddly that can kind of take the fun out of it.
0: Yep. I would love to learn more about sequencing and what it looks like to put a whole bunch of this stuff together. Because right now it exists as not being done through alexa and with alexa you can connect to Zapier, which is kind of cool oh really so, hey alexa turn on the zap named x and then it's like are you sure and yes go ahead and do it really it opens you up to a lot alexa send my uncle a burb
1: okay jason sending your uncle a burb <laughs> alexa convert that email to a pdf now okay jason turning an email <laughs> into right. a pdf
0: i'm not even going to say alexa turn on the lights because watch this alexa Turn lights to purple.
1: Okay, Chad, turning lights to purple. 2009 called, and it's super impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Come talk automation with us on Twitter at Chad Davis and J Stats CPA, J S T double and C H A D D A single V I S. Automation Town is edited by Paul O'Mara.